Welcome back to the Her Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and this is episode number 37. I haven't done a solo episode in a while. And as I was writing down my notes for this episode and getting ready to hit record, I was getting all nervous. And do you know what's really weird about that is that I don't know about you, but I have conversations with myself all the time. And when I have conversations with myself, I'm not second guessing what I'm asking or how I'm saying it. I'm just letting the conversation go. But then you go and hit record and all of these little weird insecurities and questions and doubts and weird things just sneak in. So I've just hit record and we're going to see what happens. I got a question on my social media this week around PCOS and CrossFit. I'll read it out in a minute. And it was really thought provoking because not, I, I feel like I talk about this a lot, but I obviously don't. And I think it's something that is really a really big part of women understanding their body, understanding what they're doing, understanding who they are when they get to put these pieces of the puzzle together. If you don't know a lot about my story, I am an exercise physiologist by trade. I am now a women's health and development coach. And how this all came together was because I had a PCOS diagnosis when I was younger and I had all this stuff happening to my body, but I was also an exercise physiologist. So I had a master's degree in exercise. I still have a master's degree in exercise physiology and things weren't working. And I remember thinking to myself, Mel, you have a a health degree, a master's health degree. And I felt anything but healthy. I felt anything but good. I felt anything but confident and sure of myself and my body. And I thought I was doing all the right things. And CrossFit was part of that. So I went on this bit of a journey. Now, I also want to preface it that this is 100% my story about PCOS and CrossFit, the timeline in which I talk about this does not have to be your timeline. I I spent years putting the pieces of this puzzle together to be able to communicate and teach other women that it is possible to feel fucking good in your body and do the sport that you love to do or do whatever it is that you love to do along the way. It just might look a little bit different to how it's first presented to you. So I was diagnosed, I was officially diagnosed with PCOS in my early 20s after years of shitty skin, depression, um, cycle issues, being on and off the pill, um, all sorts of things. And it's funny because I have spoken about this before. I, I remember my boyfriend at the time saying to me, I got my diagnosis and I was like, oh, they just want me to go on the pill and then I'll sort it out if I ever want to fall pregnant. And I remember my boyfriend saying to me, don't you think that that's, that's, is that okay with you? Like, is that not something that, you know, is concerning? And I was like, nah, and went on my merry way. So it wasn't until I graduated university and I was living in Tamworth, country New South Wales at the time, and I decided I needed to... I needed to find some community. I needed to make some friends. Uh, A really good friend of mine was a CrossFit coach. And so I'd kind of understood a little bit about what it was about. And so I decided to join the CrossFit gym. 
So here I am living in a town where I don't know anyone. I've just joined a CrossFit gym. I'm an exercise physiologist. I'm meant to know a lot about the human body at this point. And I remember throwing myself into CrossFit and throwing myself into all of the different classes and, you know, um, researching how to eat to really fuel my body in like that all of the CrossFit world were promoting. And I really wanted to give it my all and really jumped in with two feet to this CrossFit world. Keeping in mind, I still had this PCOS diagnosis hanging over my head which I didn't think was an issue because throughout university, you get taught that women with hormonal issues need to exercise, need to do strength training two to three times a week. And they were at this stage, this is back in 2014, really promoting, oh my God, nearly 10 years ago, (laughs) um, really starting to promote strength training as a form of, as a modality for treating hormonal issues. So I remember starting CrossFit and I remember really fucking loving it. I remember really falling in love with the process and the community and starting to feel really strong, starting to have the movements make sense, starting to, like I'd always been a thicker girl. And so really starting to see where my place was in the fitness world, let's just say. And part of moving through CrossFit, moving through all the different movements, like figuring out what I liked, what I didn't like, you know, part of the no pain, no gain community was jumping on the paleo bandwagon. So really restricting anything processed. Um, And I can't even remember what my relationship was like with protein at this point. I think honestly, I just ate as little as possible. And when I did eat, it was clean. So yeah, no processed foods. Um, I would wake up early in the morning. I would go to CrossFit. I didn't eat before I went to training. If anything, I probably took a pre-trainer and then went on my merry way. It was about six months into this that everything came to a head. I remember waking up one morning crying for no particular reason well, not that I could put, I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, my skin was really shitty. Like everything, I just did not want to be there. Everything was a mess. And the fact that I was an exercise physiologist and I was teaching people about health and I was teaching people about being healthy was making me feel really guilty because like I said, I felt like shit. I felt like absolute shit. I was strong. I was fit, but I fucking felt like shit in my body. So I stopped. I stopped doing CrossFit because I just felt like whatever I was doing wasn't healthy for me. Now, I'm going to pause here because I want to read to you the message that I got on my socials. She said, hey, it absolutely must be fate that I've come across your page. I have PCOS and endometriosis. I just want to know, did you find CrossFit made it worse? And what have you changed since you've been back? And I just said something along the lines of absolutely, it does, it did really fuck with my body. And I just asked her a couple of questions. Is it just your cycles or are there other things that come with it? She said, it's pretty much everything. My weight won't shift and I have these horrible flare-ups if I train too much. And it's a really vicious cycle because I'm 
doing the right thing. The weightlifting isn't the problem. It is just the Metcons. And when I try to keep up, increase my cardio uh, endurance. So that's kind of what happened to me. So when I say I felt I was feeling really shitty, it was this real, like I said, you just, you think you're doing the right thing. I'm exercising. I'm part of community. I'm eating healthy. Like, Why the fuck is my body being such a little brat? Something I find really valuable when we're trying to understand and put the pieces of the puzzle together for ourselves is to really start defining and understanding what the things are that we're trying to piece together. So in this example, I was like, I'm doing all the right things in terms of my exercise and food and my body isn't doing what I want it to do. So I had to get really clear on what those two things are. I'm going to start with my body, for example. The thing that was holding the thing, the big thing holding over my head was that I was an exercise and I was an allied health professional. I really wanted to know and embody health to be able to teach other people. So what did it mean for me to feel really healthy and good in my body? Well, it didn't mean waking up crying with no fucking reason. It didn't mean wanting to sleep and the minute I walked in the door from work. It meant it meant understanding my cycle and not being on medication to regulate it or to help balance it. It meant being free of any discomfort that was outside that required me to look into um, into medical research or support or need another practitioner to set, to help me and coach me through. Um, and then the second part of that, the healthy thing, I'm like, right, I know that I need to move my body. What does that mean? And CrossFit, we really hand out over, sometimes we really hand out ownership away when we sign up to CrossFit and we sign up to a gym. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, we walk into a gym and go, I'm going to show up to class and I'm going to do what's written on the board that's how long I've been in CrossFit. There was a board. It's no longer on a TV screen. It wasn't on a TV screen. Um, and I'm just going to do the workout and move on. And I'm going to go three times a week because that's what's recommended when I start. And you then as you get into it, you start to set yourself these activity goals based on where you should, where you think you should be sitting in CrossFit. And there's not a real understanding of what your heart rate is. There's not a real understanding of what your energy rates are, of what your outputs are. In strength, it's a little easier because you test your maximum strength and put uh, an RPE or percentage next to it, but it's a little harder to measure those Metcons. And then because you're in CrossFit, your output is measured in class. There's not a lot of measurement of recovery. You just know that you have to hit certain targets and tick certain boxes to show up. So For me, and in really defining what CrossFit was and what CrossFit was going to be, I really wanted to, I wanted to feel good inside and out of the gym. I wasn't going to sacrifice how I was feeling outside of the gym to perform inside of the gym. And so what I actually did is I actually stopped CrossFit for about, I can't remember if it was six or 12 weeks, but I joined a yoga challenge and did yoga instead because I was like, I just need to flip this script. I need to do everything that I'm doing the opposite to what I'm doing. So I flipped the script before I went back in it because I really wanted to have this practice that's going to bring me back into my body. And that was the first and closest thing that I knew how to do was to go into 
a yoga studio and learn breathing, learn posture, and just come back to my fucking body. That's the first thing that you need to do. If you're someone who's ex- who goes to, and I really also want to come back to define CrossFit as any sort of functional training. So if you go to a gym, doesn't have to be a CrossFit gym, that you know that you're giving hard cardiac output, that you're constantly getting your heart rate up, that you're chasing numbers, that you're chasing a clock, that you're measuring your success upon... And I know that we don't talk about competing against everyone else in the room, but if you're kind of measuring where your success sits in terms of the group that you're training with and you're not really measuring it in terms of how you feel and how you are feeling outside of the gym, then that needs to be redefined. So this is what I mean by CrossFit. I mean any high-intensity training that is not allowing you to feel and be in your body outside the time in which you're training. So that's the first thing I would do. I would really assess how you want to be feeling and define what healthy means for you. And then I would define the training that you're doing and how you want to feel in the training and out of the training and how how that first definition of how you want to feel is going to show up in the training that you're doing and how you're going to know that. That was 2014 for me. That was a real, where am I going? So then... I did dip my toe back into CrossFit, mainly stuck with the strength pieces because that was what was making me feel good and strong and where I was seeing the most results. And I stuck with the yoga as well because that was what was teaching me breath work. That was what was teaching me. I don't know if you if you're listening to this and you've never done a yoga class, I would highlight there are so many good yoga videos on um, YouTube. I highly recommend Shona Virtue. She will take you through a practice and really allow you to, rather than just give you a cue, she really teaches you how to feel in that movement. So starting a practice where you can move through your own body at your own pace. So once I started to get really fluent on how I was balancing how I was feeling, I was feeling good throughout the day. I was feeling good whether I started to go to the gym. I also forgot to mention that I also let go of all food rules. I was like, I'm just going to eat. I'm just going to eat. And I think that they would call this intuitive eating now. And it's not something that I would recommend. Um, But I just knew that whatever I was doing, like I said, I needed to flip the script. So I was removing all rules and sort of figuring it out for myself. So then it wasn't until I moved to the Barossa a, a good chunk later, I'd kept up doing high intensity just at my own pace. Um, I actually did some one-on-one coaching. So again, really got to understand what it meant to be in the movement as opposed to just lifting to a clock and having someone watch me and having someone cue me and having someone really show me where my body was meant to be in space. And then I'd gotten my body to a really good place and where I wasn't on any sort of contraception anymore. My cycles were back being regular My skin was still temperamental, but nowhere near what it was when I was throwing myself into the high-intensity training. And then this food piece for me never made sense. Like it was never, I think because like I said, I was always a thicker girl compared to all of the other gym girls that I was hanging out with. I just thought I was overweight all the time. So I really tried to stick to 
restriction. And it wasn't a restriction in terms, I didn't try to restrict. I just, if I saw someone eating a a certain portion worth of food, I was like, oh, that's a normal portion's worth. I'm going to eat that amount. Um, Like I said, I was eating healthy foods. So I didn't eat anything. I didn't, I didn't know what food was and I didn't know what it was doing to my body. I just knew that I needed to eat. So there was always that theme of eating clean and not eating processed. I did go through a keto stage there once when I was working with a naturopath. And that was honestly the most, (laughs) the most um, additive, substitute that I've ever been because I was just trying to find products that didn't have carbohydrates in them that still tasted like they had carbohydrates in them so you just end up eating a chemical fucking shitstorm um I was drinking like five coffees a day and it wasn't even scratching the surface of a of my fatigue so that's another podcast episode I guess but that's you know we're just gonna leave that in the little box for later so It wasn't until I moved to the Barossa again, joined a CrossFit gym because I was like, I just need to find community again. I need to, and I was still really scared of the high intensity stuff, still really fucking scared of the high intensity stuff. But I got a coach and started learning about macros. I started learning about protein, carbs, and fats. It's funny because there was a dietitian working alongside me in the exercise physiology space, almost saying the exact opposite of what I was learning. And when I was applying what I was learning to my body, my body started to respond in a really, really good way. I started to feel more energy. I started to see my training progress in a exponential way. Um, I started to see my body composition shift in a way that I hadn't seen before. And to be honest, when I started to eat the food that was recommended to me, I didn't even fucking care what my body looked like because I just felt so fucking good in what I was doing. And all of a sudden, stuff started to make sense. So where the theme in what I'm trying to talk about here is that there is no, you can learn all of the things that you want and you can do all of the things that people are telling you to do. But until you start trial and erroring them, trial and erroring them, testing and measuring them for yourself, you're not going to know if it's what your body needs. So even when I was working with this coach, learning about proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, it still wasn't her going, here you go, here's a flat number, go and try this. It was, um, this is where we're going to start, come back to me. And we started talking about our like how I was feeling, how I was sleeping, the energy that I have, my cycles, like again, really starting to show, to talk about. It was the first time that someone was talking to me about how I was outside of the gym as well as inside of it. In amongst all of that, I did do something a little bit silly. I did decide that I wanted to lose a little bit of body fat. So I put myself into a calorie deficit and I was still eating, I think, 17, 1800 calories. So not completely low, but I fucking turned up the training. Like two sessions a day really t- turned up the training. And again, but I was under the belief that because I was eating protein, carbs, and fats, that my body wouldn't respond in a way that it had in the past. And it took me a long fucking time to realize that it was. I'm talking like a year. Um, 
again, my training went really well. My uh, output, my fitness went really well. My, I was so fucking tired all the time. I was so irritable. I, my skin got started get my acne started getting really bad. I'm in my late twenties at this point. Nobody wants to have fucking acne in their late twenties. And my bleed started to get really uncomfortable, which was something I hadn't experienced since way back in Tamworth. Now, I have to admit that it wasn't until, so when all of this stuff started happening, I was like, well, fuck this. Maybe CrossFit isn't for me. Maybe I'm just one of the people that don't fucking understand CrossFit. So I went and did a stint in powerlifting because I knew I fucking loved strength. I knew I was good at the strength piece. So I hid in strength. I don't know if you know much about CrossFit. I mean, powerlifting, but there are weight categories for powerlifting. And I was sort of, I I definitely sat in the middle of one of the weight categories, but I knew that if I went down a weight category, I would be lifting heavier than the girls in that. So there's, there is this really weird underlying weight loss culture. It's so weird because in powerlifting, you want to be big and strong and muscly, but the minute you hit competition, there are these really fucked up dieting practices that people try and drop like four kilos in a fucking week to step on the scales so that they can compete in a lower comp weight. It's awful. Don't ever look into it. it. It really fucks with your mental health. Um, and so I did three comps really close together and again, just fucking destroyed my body because I thought that that's what I was doing, that I was doing a good thing. I was strength training. I was, you know, again, really making sure I was minimizing my calories and wasn't, I'd gotten out of habit to measuring how I was in the gym and out of the gym. I was just so hyper-focused on hitting numbers in training so that I could show up to comp the way I wanted to show up. After my third comp, I crashed. I was like, I'm done. My body is done. I feel sore. I hate, I'm resenting the gym. I'm resenting. I just, I was just, I was in a really bad place in my relationship. I was in a really uncomfortable place. And you know what happens when you're, you know, I look back, it's one of those moments that I look back in photos and go, fuck, I was so lean. But I remember looking in photos going, you're so fat you're so soft, you're so unattractive, you're so, you, your body shape doesn't match how hard you train. And I, and all of these really mean and negative thoughts in my head as to how I was looking as opposed to how I thought I was supposed to look. But like I said, upon reflection, I now look at those photos and go, fuck girl, you're strong. So after that, I actually stopped all training. I, enough was enough. I'd had it. Like I just was really, I was almost back in 2014 when I felt really uncomfortable in how I was in my body and not understanding why training and why healthy living wasn't working for me. It wasn't until 2020 that a friend of mine started working with Kitty Blomfeld Um, and the Win at Life program. And she started to talk to me about my body temperature. She started talking to me about macros in a sense of um, maintenance and energy and not just as a weight loss tool. She started to talk to me about digestion. She started to talk to me about all of these other measures that 
seem really fucking obvious now, but weren't weren't a piece of the puzzle that I'd put together all of those years prior. And so I remember the first time I took my uh, my temperature, I hadn't been training for a good three months at this point. I walked and I, you know, I just, I would do some stretching in the occasional yoga class, but there was no structured training. My body temperature was 35.6. Now, if you've never measured your body temperature or tracked your body temperature, your body temperature wants to, an ideal body temperature is about 36.5, ideally. So if I, if you're measuring in like I did at 35.6, the first time that you measure it, you're like, oh, something is not right. And you can't, there's no lying there. You've literally taken your temp and your body has given you a number and your body has given you a reading. So it doesn't matter how you think you feel. It doesn't matter how you think you're showing up. It doesn't matter how you think you've done all the right things. Your body is going to tell you how you're showing up. I was also really dancing with some depression and anxiety feelings and episodes around this point too. So started introducing daily body temps and I was like you know what I my only goal right now is to get my body temp over my first goal was 36 I'm going to get my body temperature up over 36 so I started tracking my food but I started tracking my food to increase my energy and to increase the the fire inside me to increase my body temperature and so I started eating again more food than I'd ever eaten before and what do you know my body temperature started slowly increasing. I was like, this is kind of cool. And then I was still talking to my girlfriend about my skin stuff. And she was like, you know, there's some digestive links in here. Go and have a look at this research. So I started digging into the pro-metabolic world and doing my own research. And there were a couple of big pieces that I was missing. And I'm not going to talk about them here. I'm going to do another episode on this because I think it's something that can be taken out of context in a really weird way. These pieces have to be put together methodically because, you know, anyway, I'm not getting into this, but it's something that people hold on to the little bits of information when really part of this whole big journey is learning your body's signs and secrets and being able to talk to your body and speak fluently a language that both your body understands for yourself and the outside world. So off I go. I start doing this research on my skin, start applying some pro-metabolic principles and my skin cleared up in a matter of two, three weeks. And it wasn't, I remember going on holidays about a year later and not having to do, not being able to do some of the practices that I was doing and my skin flared up again. And I was like, no, this is what I get for going on holidays. Um, But it's something that you need to chip away at. And the thing that we need to understand when we start really using our body is that measuring stick and really understanding what it needs to to perform the way we want it to perform is how we've treated it in the past. So I didn't do anything inherently wrong. I didn't aim to fucking trash my body with training and dieting. I just thought I was doing the right thing in terms of the health world. But what I didn't know is that I wasn't looking after my body the way it needed to be looked after. I wasn't fueling it properly. I wasn't nurturing it properly. I was just ticking boxes 
to be healthy. I was going to the gym, tick. I was eating vegetables, tick. I was eating no preservatives, tick. I was minimizing my alcohol, tick. Like I was doing things that I thought were healthy, but not understanding how to apply them to what my body was saying or doing. And that is, if you're wanting to understand your training and you're wanting to understand your body, they're two really big pieces of the puzzle that you need to tie together. And it is not something that just happens. So if you are listening to this for the first time and you are listening to this going, I really want to, I really fucking love training the way I train. I really need to lose some body fat. I really need to, you know, you feel like you, honestly, you feel like you need to be two, three years ahead of where you are and starting feels the fucking hardest. But I promise you that when you start to put the basics together and start to understand what it is that your body needs, you start to feel really good and really inspired and really motivated to keep putting like, oh, what's the next piece? Let's go. Oh, what's the next piece? Let's go. Rather than it being this big mystery box of constantly chasing practitioners, of constantly hating yourself, of constantly battling with your own mind as to, you know, why the fuck should I even bother? My body isn't doing what it needs to do. Like you get to show up for yourself in a way and measure yourself in a way that is so honest and real. And it's really fucking empowering. So I'm going to wrap this episode up here because the next episode I want to dive into is the journey versus the mindset. This is the topic that we're doing inside Her Advantage, my coaching program at the moment. And I think that that leads into that really fucking nicely. So my takeaways for you for this episode is that if you are someone who is suffering from any sort of hormonal, like PCOS, endometriosis, fatigue, if you've just got a really big fucking question mark over whether you're doing the right things and eating the right foods and not really understanding how to tie the pieces together, the first thing that you can do is define what it means for you to feel good, what it means for you to feel healthy. Like I said, for me, it was being free of anything that fucking needed outside medical support. I didn't want to go to the doctors for my PCOS. I didn't want to see naturopaths for constantly getting support on my acne, on my energy, on my sleep, on my cycles. I wanted to fucking understand what it meant for me to be free of all of this stuff. And then you need to understand, I need you to define what the training is, that what your goals are in training. Why are you showing up to the gym? Why are you showing up to the strength class? Why are you showing up to the Metcon class? Like, What is it that you want out of it? Is it to change the way you look? Is it to feel better? Is it a mental health boost? Like you really need to define what those two things are so that you can come back to what the first piece of the puzzle is in understanding your body and what it needs. So thank you so much for listening to episode 37. If you or if you found this at all useful, please share it on your socials or write it a review in your podcast uh, podcast world. Um, If you have any questions, please feel free to slide into my DMs. I love to chat about this stuff. So until next time, team, enjoy.